¿Qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Today I am here with a somebody that you probably um, somewhere or another have heard about or met. Um, he's been, you know, somebody that's uh, been involved in a lot of, uh, you know, projects and things here in Calexico. Um, he's he's a founder of Mi Calexico. He's a uh, He ran for city council. He was part of the uh, art walk scene, um, I guess. And now he has a project that we're here to talk about that, you know, we, I want to help promote. My guest today is Angel Esparza. Thank you for being here today. Or thank to, you. Thank you for inviting me to your home, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank, you, thank you for this opportunity. I've been wanting to be on this podcast for a while. I was wondering when you were going to call me. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was a perfect time because, you know, you have this big project coming up that, yeah. you know. Um, you know, like I told you um, before that, you know, you've helped people promote, you know, their businesses or, or mm -hmm. events or whatnot. And now I, I feel like it was, you know, my turn to kind of like help you promote, mm -hmm. you know, what you what you're doing and your what your project is. Thank you. But um, before we get into, you know, your your this project that you're working on, uh -huh. you know, talk to us about briefly about. You know all the things, and briefly, um, all the things that uh, um, uh -huh. you've been involved, like Micalexico, uh, city council, running for city council, and you know the art walks. Yeah. Well, I grew up here in Calexico, and um, my family wasn't really involved. I wasn't really involved. I mean, I, I went to Rockwood, De Anza, Calexico High School, and then after high school, I went to IVC, took some like graphic design classes there, uh, marketing classes. And then I ventured out on my own. Um, when I was 19, I, I tried to start up like my own little like graphic design. And I took the only $20 that I had and I invested it in some business cards. And those business cards, it, it, como, it was called Angels Graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Very creative name. <laughs> Entonces, y atrás decía, t-shirts, logos, flyers, y no me acuerdo qué más. It was four things. So, um, I started that, like, uh, doing graphic design, and I wanted to also create an event for the community back when I was 19. And so, I, it was called the New Generation Fest. And because at that time, I realized, like, there really isn't anything for the people from my age. Um, and so me and, and a friend were trying to like put it together. And so there I, I, I reached out to, um, ¿cómo se llama? he was a mayor at that point. Uh, he has a AC conditioners, uh, the AC company now, uh, El Luis Fuentes. So I reached out to him and he's, he pointed me to Hildy and, uh, Hildy Carrillo was the director of the chamber of commerce. And so through her, that's when I got very involved with the community. And so around that time, I was still doing like the graphic design and, and I did a logo for like the pool, um, like a pool event they did for the chamber. And then they had the Lava Lamp Awards coming up. And I remember um, I, I went to the event. I, I offered to sponsor like the photography. So I printed like a banner with like the logos of the sponsors. You've heard of the, the Lava Lamp Awards? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I heard, yeah, I've never been, but I've heard of them. Yeah. So it's an event where they would um, recognize business people in the community that were going above and beyond. They weren't uh -huh. just having their business. They were giving back to the community. 
usually business owners because the chamber of commerce but they would sometimes get political people um, politicians or just people in the community and so they would choose three e um i was just taking pictures there and uh and i started to like just get to see like this whole other side of calexico that i hadn't seen before um at that time, I, I was offering uh, website services to like local businesses because in 2009, there really wasn't like a web presence for local businesses. And um, I noticed that they couldn't really afford like paying, doing everything that it takes to like not just set up a, a website, but getting people the traffic to the mm. website. So one day I was walking back home and I thought instead of charging a little bit, to a lot of businesses, uh, no, al revés. If, instead of charging a lot to a little bit of businesses, es que siento que me estoy yendo otra vez. <laughs> I'm getting too deep into it. Yeah. Well, basically, I started mi calexico to try to help like local businesses get a web presence, and I started to um, yeah. And your your kind of like your business idea was get a lot of businesses, charge them a little bit. Um, you know, that way it balances, balances out or like, you know, you're not charging them too much, but yeah, you at, at the end of the day, like you're, you're making a little bit of, of profit yeah. and not, you know, but at the same time you're, you're getting businesses because you're not overcharging them. Right. For, well, I wasn't overcharging. <clears throat> uh, no, that's why I, I was like, probably yeah. undercharging yeah. when I did offer Mika Lexico advertising there. I was charging $59 for six months of advertising and it came with a photo shoot and like, um, Este, like a whole website, like a profile. And some of the businesses, like, they were kind of, uh, they didn't really know, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if it's worth my $59. So what some, what I did with some, like, this frutalo, I told them, well, give me, like, half of it credit because I love your food and then the other part cash. And then with the hair salon, I did that too. I remember Johnny Wong from <coughs> Yum Yum. He's always been into the gym and I was trying to get into the gym and I said, give me, give me one of your protein because he had a bunch of proteins. Uh -huh. Give me one of your protein and the rest cash. So um, in that moment, that's when I got more uh, involved with the community, started to see different sides of the community. And that's how Calexico, Calexico started. And then throughout the years, it just grew and evolved in, in a whole different direction than I thought initially. Mm -hmm. Initially, the slogan was discover the best of Calexico because in that time, uh, some of the local publications, I remember I would always see like negative stuff about Calexico. Yeah. Uh, like if something, if someone from Calexico did something bad, it was like Calexico man did this bad thing. <clears throat> But if someone from Calexico did something good, it was Imperial Valley Man did this good thing. <laughs> y entonces dije, oye, oh, oh, damn. Oh, damn. Uh, let me just close the door real quick. <laughs> Oh, wow, that was a big one. <laughs> um, so, as I was saying, ¿vas a ver de cuánto era? No, I just want to see. Oh, check it. on your family? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah. 
Um, so um, yeah, continue. <laughs> so, uh, so I wanted to just focus on the good things. And I remember I asked Mr. Hargrave. I was talking to him at, at Yum Yum. Mr. Hargrave was then the president of the Chamber of Commerce and the owner of the hometown buffet. Oh, okay. And I asked him, um, why why are all the newspapers in the news negative? Like, why isn't there a positive one? <laughs> Sorry, es que está temblando. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why isn't there like like a news that only focuses on the positive? Dijo, Angel, there used to be a newspaper, I don't know where, I don't know how many years ago, but they re they went out of business because they only focus on the good things, and I guess people <laughs> didn't want to hear the good things. Dije, pues no sé, but I want to just focus on the good things of Calexico, and that's why the slogan was <clears throat> discover the best of Calexico. Uh, and I started to see, I honestly started to see the best of Colexico. Mm. Um, and I won't get too into it. If you want to know more about it, you're going to have to bring me for another episode. So yeah. I can just talk about me Colexico. But eventually it led me to, to run for city council. because I was noticing all the good, but all, I was also becoming aware of like everything that was going on in our community that, um, that nothing was being done about and not always because they they had uh, bad intentions but they just couldn't see Calexico in a different perspective like everyone has a different perspective and I had one and I said well I think no one has this perspective right now I want to go in there um, like especially when it, when, it, when it involved the youth when it involved the arts Uh, the business community as well, being so close to them when I was starting Micalexico and hearing all these issues. So yeah, I eventually ran for, for city council. We did the United We Can campaign. Uh, uh, I ran with uh, a few other friends that were part of Micalexico too. And uh, one of them got in, Hector Martinez got into the Heffernan board. Um, Tony Ramirez, he... He ran for school board. He was 21 at the time. He wasn't able to get in. That one was too tough. He was too young. I think he had a good perspective. I think it's an advantage to to have like a young people so close to the students. Uh -huh. But um, Calexico, yeah, that, that age kind of age the age gap between the students and a lot of the board members is, you know. Yeah, there's a disconnect. Yeah. Um, and well, Manny Hernandez, he ran for city council with me. Uh, He wasn't able to get in. I was. I got close. I lost by 43 votes oh, wow. to to Bill Hodge, <laughs> and and um, but yeah. Uh, after that, I I started to shift my focus. I was like, I still want to do something for the community, and that's when I got more focused on the art walk. And the art walk was something that was started by Roxana Pacheco and Fernanda Romero. Uh, Roxana came to me because she saw that other communities had um, art events. Brawley had the first Fridays. El Centro had the main street, uh, nights on Main Street. And she said, um, how come Calexico doesn't have anything for the artist community? And so I said, I'll, I'll help any, any way that I can. That ended up being me doing like the like help promoting. And then uh, I... Went to the event, I took pictures, posted them on Micalexico, and Cesar Casillas um, saw them, the manager of Gran Plaza Outlets, and he said, 
um, hey, like we'd like to sponsor that event, bring it to the outlets. Because back then, it was, the first time it was at the Cultural Arts Center. And so we, we, I said, well, te puedo presentar a, a Roxana. Tell She's me. the one that, that started it. I'm just helping like um, promote it. And so I went to the meeting. We uh, we sat there. I ended up getting way more involved, um, like figuring out like the logistics, the layout, the some of the musicians reaching out to getting like more artists. Like I just started to it just started to become something that I was way more involved. And then as it started to grow, Roxana um, got busy with other things. She she and uh, we just kind of like took it and, and just uh, we just it just es que nomás como que pasó like um, yeah it wasn't your plan to like become I guess uh, the main person for uh, yeah. for, for the art, art walks and um, at the same time because I had a lot of passion for it because um, I was noticing like all these people that were artists musicians just painting at home or playing at the garages and i would interview them or do videos about them and and i would be like wow there's a lot of talent here there's a lot of people that really want to give back to the community through different forms but there wasn't a way for them to all come together mm. so um it just grew and the biggest art walk that we had we had 120 artists and vendors and like four to five thousand people were in attendance. It was the Fourth of July one, right? One of the Fourth of July ones. And ira te quiero decir una historia, pero por eso digo que tengo muchas historias. I'll I'll just save it. Yeah, yeah. I'll save it for for the art walk episode of your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so um. So then you know at, at this point we're kind of like a little bit caught up to like twenty nineteen ish. In 2020, when the pandemic sí, happened, um, and then you know you, I remember seeing you posting, um, you know you drinking chai or or or, or I remember you po uh, posting a picture of you you holding one of your containers. With, yes. Um, so that's when and during the pandemic, that's when you kind of like got into to making and drinking chai. Yes, um, making it. Yes, drinking it. I. I probably tried it the first. I tried it the first time in Starbucks like 13 years ago, uh, and immediately I was intrigued because it was such a different flavor. And every time I would go to cities, I would like different cities. I would stop at their local coffee shops and just try their chai to see how it was because um, everywhere I would taste it, it would taste different. And later on, when I researched, uh, I realized that this is a beverage that's 5,000 years old. And that there's no one way of making it. It's kind of like a salsa. Como hay diferentes tipos de salsa. Hay salsa roja, salsa verde, salsa tatemada. Y la salsa roja que hace mi mamá es diferente a la salsa roja que hace tu mamá. Entonces, there's no one way of making it. And so, I, I thought that was really cool that you could kind of make it your own. And, and during the pandemic, I used my free time to, to just try to make my own chai. And then... Um you know, you you started making your own, but you know how how long did it take you to kind of? Because I'm sure that the first one you made wasn't um, you know, your favorite or <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> yeah, definitely not my favorite. Um, the first batches, I I I love to cook, 
And so when I'm cooking, if anyone here cooks, you know, you can play around with it. Like you can just, um, yeah. and I went with that philosophy into making chai and I was like, okay, I'm going to add some, okay, creo que le falta más clavo, lo voy a poner clavo and cardamom. And then when I finally taste it, like the final version, it would just get worse and worse. <laughs> uh, and I had to throw out like all the first batches and I kind of like, I didn't give up, but I put it on pause. I said, okay, this is way harder than I thought. Uh, I'm just going to, I've started to focus on other things. And then one day I, I just, um, like I had this feeling and I was like, okay, I'm going to try it again, but I'm going to measure every single ingredient and write it down to make sure that like, por si me sale bien, mm. like I have the exact measurements. So I, I did that. I remember I even sweetened it with piloncillo because I didn't, I didn't have sugar and I added <laughs> piloncillo and it was, it was. It was okay. It wasn't super good, but okay, I can work with this. I can, I can play with this. And so, um, in that process, I started to polish it. And every single day, I would make chai from scratch. It was like a twenty to thirty minute process, like weighing every single ingredient, grinding it, experimenting with it. And when, when I was like, well, how am I gonna know when, when I'm when it's ready? Because I've never had the real thing. Mm. It's like trying to make a salsa, but you've never had an actual salsa. Yeah. You've had like salsa que venden en frasco en la Walmart, but you, that's not the real thing. Yeah. Or the Taco Bell. So. Yeah. <laughs> Como los tacos del Taco Bell no yeah. son tacos de verdad. Yeah. So um, I didn't know what the final thing would taste like, but this crazy thought came in, which was, you'll know when you cry. Y dije, oh, Okay, like, I don't know if I said okay, but I just had that thought. I was like, okay, that's a odd thought. And so I was polishing it and polishing it, and I started to share it with, with friends. Uh, just to see, like, what they thought, but not telling them, like, oh, I'm trying to make a chai. Or I was like, oh, do you want to try this chai? I would always carry, like, a little uh, bottle with me or have friends over and make some for them. And, that's, and I think three things... There was three different occasions that made it clear that, okay, I'm on to something. Um, the first one that I remember, it was with uh, este Alejandro Larios from Cerveza Fauna in Mexicali. I was meeting up with them for, for some work. And, perdón. And uh, I I had some chai with me. Le dije, ¿quieres, ¿quieres chai? And he tried it. And he was, Alex is super expressive, and he was like, No man, está bien rico, ¿cómo le hago para comprarte un galón? <laughs> <laughs> y, y yo, como que, he, okay, so like if he, he has like a, a very, I think he has a good palate, like they have one of the best craft beer in Mexico. Uh, if he's, he likes it, maybe there's something there. And so, taste wise, that kind of like confirmed me. And then I had this other friend from Tijuana, Ana uh, Kolefni, and she said, um, I was having a conversation with her and she told me about her uh, being in, in India for three months to getting her yoga certification. And so when I shared it, um, I when I told her like, oh, I make my own chai, because she said, oh, every morning before we would do yoga, we would have chai. And she had this phrase, uh, <coughs> no chai no prana like no chai no energy so you need mm. this 
Uh, and so I told her I make my own chai. I, I took some to her and I remember I dropped it off and then I left. And so I got a WhatsApp message and he's like, she was like, no manches. This took me back to India. And so I was like, like, there's something there. And then finally, um, I had this, this moment with a friend. She was going through a very difficult moment. And we, we were here and we, we made chai from scratch. Uh, and before, before we, we, we drank it, um, we were both making it and, and she had this very present, uh, situation that wasn't giving her peace so when we start drinking it we just automatically went silent like we we didn't say anything it just like we started drink we went silent uh and we just stayed silent for like 20 minutes and then she just starts she she starts talking because i felt she was like I had her moment so I just stayed quiet until she was ready and she says muchas gracias Angel like esto me dio una claridad sobre la situación y ya lo veo diferente y, y like it kind of helped her like see the situation differently and mm -hmm. it gave her even if it was just for that moment it gave her that sense of peace and so that's when I realized mm -hmm. like more than the taste for me I think chai is is important because of how it makes you feel. Um, so after after polishing it a bunch, uh, friends kept saying, como, why do you keep modifying it? It's already already really good. Y dije, this isn't it. But internally it was, es que no he llorado. <laughs> <laughs> y le, um, I was starting to get desperate because I had already done like over 100 variations. And then... One time I tried it and then I started to cry and I said, is this it? E, no, it was just like, la yeah, the frustration of like, when am I going to get to this? People are waiting because um, by then I, I was already like selling it uh, through my Instagram and people were waiting for the second batch. E, um, after, after... I kept polishing. I, I kind of, I didn't put it on hold, but I started to get busy with other things. And one day a friend comes over and uh, Melissa, and she, she's here because she doesn't live here. And, and she's like, oh, like, let's get together for some chai. And so she got here. I made some chai uh, from scratch and I did like a little tiny tweak. And, uh, when I when I when I drank it, I just got this overwhelming feeling of gratitude. Y empecé a llorar. Y dije, oh, this is what this is what that was. So this is it, and that became it, and that became like the final version of it. And so the blend itself has like traditional ingredients like the cardamom, the ginger, the cinnamon, the black pepper, the black tea from Assam, and they're they're all organic. But, but I also added two functional ingredients. One is lion's mane mushroom, which helps with mental clarity. And I get it from Paul Stamets, which is a leading mycologist in the world. 
and L-theanine, which is an amino acid that helps you put, it puts you in a calm but focused state. So for me, it was the beverage more than the, the flavor, as I mentioned before, it was like, how am I going to feel the rest of the day? Um, and it's intended for, in that moment, my audience was like the creative community. Yeah. Because that's uh, the people that reach out to you the most for, for your chai or just because um, you, some, you're somebody that's creative that want to you know have that connection with them or why, what was the reason you were focusing on on the creative community uh i think it was a little bit of both and and even like the art walk played a role on this because being around so many creatives i noticed how important your mindset is when you're creating so um i noticed there was a lot of anxiety yeah, yeah me myself too um would experience a lot of anxiety and so coffees coffee would sometimes get me in the zone and i would get everything done and then other times i would just drinking and it would just get me all anxious and jittery and i would be frustrated because like tengo mucho, i have a lot of things to do and i can't be in the right mindset because when you're doing creative stuff like it reflects in your work um Like if, if you're having a conversation, even like this, like a podcast, if you're having a conversation with someone and you're anxious, like you might not ask the right questions or you might not listen intently and that's going to affect the way the podcast comes out. Yeah. So, um, so as I noticed within myself and within other people that they were looking for uh, something different and uh, noticing and researching different ingredients that will get them into that mindset that's how it kind of started to like take shape and so even like the design reflects that the color of the container is indigo which is associated with the with the third eye which is associated with intuition creativity and imagination so everything just kind of like started to take uh that form for that community but i mean now everyone has has enjoyed it like you don't have to be in that community to enjoy it because if it's something that if for me it's a moment to be present because you you would brew it you would prepare it yourself and uh you would drink it and it would just let it would allow you to be like stable throughout the day like you won't have like this big high and then this big low you're just like good so it's for anyone that just wants to be like present mm -hmm. with whatever they're doing Um, the, you mentioned the ingredients, you know, some of them help you, you know, uh, be focused and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Is, is you know, the, the um, is this something that is, um, you know, scientifically, you know, based or is it something that's, um, you know, you know, spiritual, like ancestral, like, you know, people from the past say that, you know, we drink this and it helps us, you mm -hmm. know, focus or... Yeah. Is it something, you know, are, do you think the ingredients are, like I said, scientifically proven that they do help you stay focused and stuff? Or is it more of a, you know, spiritual mm -hmm. belief in, in, these, in these ingredients? Um, in a way, it's both. And, uh, and by both, like the spiritual element, like a lot of these ingredients, because chai is 5,000 years old. So they didn't have the, the scientific tools that they have now to like test these things. But you're you're seeing nowadays how a lot of these 
in a lot of these ingredients like ginger i think everyone knows ginger uh ginger helps with inflammation and and they they knew it back then but they didn't have a scientific way to prove mm -hmm. it but now science has caught up with that and shown like that all these different ingredients have these different properties uh and the more modern ones like the lion's mane or more specifically the l-theanine um there's yo creo que l-theanine is the one that's studied the most and it has practically no side effects and that's why i opted for that every single ingredient i i chose was specifically chosen because they had the least amount of side effects like there's some chives that have anise um and i opted to not use anise because certain people could have side effects mm -hmm. um so there's the the spiritual aspect as you call it <clears throat> but i would say more it's like the intuitive aspect um that that proved it thousands of years ago and then there's the scientific studies that validated what they realized mm. thousands of years ago yeah hey guys sorry for the interruption but i wanted to take this time to thank my sponsors i want to thank my longtime sponsors my friend camilo garcia eddie lopez from roots creative and my friend jake thank you guys for being longtime sponsors of the podcast i also want to thank my friends who sponsored the podcast in 2022 Thank you so much. I really, uh, really appreciate your sponsorship. And if you want to become a sponsor, you can go to anchor.fm backslash quepasacalexico. Hit the support button and you can sponsor the podcast from 99 cents a month to $10 a month. Um, it really helps me a lot to make this podcast better, sound better, look better, and reach out more people by promoting the podcast in social media and other websites. So um, if you want to become a sponsor... Make sure to go to my anchor page and I'll leave a link. Also leave a link in the description of the show. So thank you so much. And um, now back to the show. Um, do you feel that, you know, chai and, and, you know, practices like yoga and other spiritual practices that people, you know, around the world practice, is it something that is common in those, in those fields? Like in, in yoga, because you mentioned your friend when she mm. went to India that's something that they yeah. did every morning. Is it does it go hand in hand, or is it just um, coincidence, or just because it's from India, yoga yeah. from India, and chai's from India, or do you think it's something that they use to uh, get in touch with their s spiritual being or world, or you know all these things that they they believe in? Uh, they they definitely do go hand in hand. <clears throat> There's this. Um, it's a uh, like a science called Ayurveda, which goes hand in hand with yoga, just how um, working out, you have people that go to the gym and they take supplements like pre-workouts, uh, proteins, amino acids, all those things. They It's kind of part of the culture <clears throat> because you have the physical aspect and then like, well, how are you supplementing your body to like, uh, if you want to get bigger, well, you're going to need these things. So here with uh, with yoga, yoga means union. And usually it's referred to the union between the body and the mind. And Ayurveda translates in Sanskrit to the science of life. And so in Ayurveda, it's kind of like the, the medicine because uh, a lot of the things that they do are to rebalance the body. And so chai is part of Ayurveda and there's 
a bunch of different types of beverages uh, and dishes as well and and different kind of like supplements, but they go way deeper into like digestion, the mind, your breathing, like it, it just really sees the body as a whole system and, and, and tries to rebalance it instead of like numbing it. Mm. And so yoga is the same way. Like if you have any kind of like uh, mental uh, disturbances, like anxiety and stuff like that, well, it's kind of hard to control your mind with your own mind. Like if you're having too many thoughts and you're like, hey, stop thinking that. <laughs> That's not, you, you just can't stop your mind with your mind. But you can stop your mind or control it uh, with your body. That's why a lot of people, it's growing in popularity like breath work, like different breathing exercises. Because that's a, you can control, if you can control your breathing, you can control your heart rate, which will send signals to your brain saying like, hey, everything is all right. Um, So the yoga is union between the body and the mind. And you're working with your body to just rebalance and reharmonize your mind. And you're using things such as chai and other Ayurvedic uh, things to complement that. Oh, okay. I see. Um, so when you first started making your chai, you did you have like a small grinder or how did... Because I'm, I'm assuming you grind um, the uh-huh. ingredients, right? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> it's the sakurada. We went from that to... Or did you grind it yourself? <laughs> no, I was think, yeah, I was thinking that because you, yeah, yeah, earlier, but but yeah, I mean, sorry, sorry that I changed. No, no, no it's <laughs> cool. Um, say I had this black mortar that I bought at IKEA and I had it there for a year. Y ahí estaba nomás literalmente está de decoración porque estaba bien bonito. And 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 then eventually after a year I started to take make use of it. So yeah, I would grind it by hand así como. It's kind of like a molcajete, uh-huh. but it's like more modern. Yeah, it's like more uh, sleek, like more. Yes. Yeah, it's not a, as rocky Rough, or, por- uh-huh. or porous as a as a molcajete. Yes. Um, it, it, no, and, and the reason I, I kind of you know went from that to that is because you know I was thinking like, what's your mindset when you? What was your mindset when you were like making, you know, the whole process of grind? You know, if especially then when you were like doing it on a mortar yeah you know it's i mean you have obviously it's going to take you some time to do it mm. so I'm, I'm assuming like during that time you were contemplating something thinking <laughs> something you know because uh, you're like yeah. man I'm, I'm doing this you know what if it tastes like crab and, or what is it i don't like it like all this time i invested mm. in str- i mean it's strength you need to yeah yeah pues uh in the beginning there wasn't a lot of contemplation in the beginning. I would take notes and, and I would write down the proportions exactly and I would measure every single one and the whole brewing process, like how much milk do I add? How much time do I leave it for? And and and, and I would take notes like how creamy is it? How sweet is it? How um, spicy is it? Um, how much depth did it have? And then I would just kind of start polishing like, oh, I think this one had too much cinnamon, so I'm going to, like, take it down a notch. Uh, so, in the beginning, it was just, like, polishing. Como, it was more like notes. It was more, um, como hacen una receta. I did, though, eventually go más como, más contemplator and intentional. When I sold my first batch, como, I made sure everything was, like, super clean. I was super clean. Como, I wasn't, I didn't make chai hasta que, like, 
tenía que estar yo recién bañado and I would use like like biodegradable soaps to clean myself and everything to make sure like even though obviously it wasn't gonna get there but I wanted to make sure everything was good and then I would play whale sounds <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be making the chai for like when I was selling in the container uh -huh. and I would have like whale sounds in the background just to be like very present with it because I heard that it helped with no sé qué tanto My friend Anna from from the one that went to India. Yes, uh, is the one that got me into well sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're relaxing. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're it's they're weird, but they're they're yeah. You wonder like what the heck are they saying or yeah it, yeah uh, yeah they are saying something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how yeah they communicate through. I don't know if you've seen um, Finding Nemo. When Dory's like, yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the, so you you started selling with you know a couple of friends here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, when did you? And by the way, um, your chai is called Magic Magic, magic Chai. chai. How yes. did you come? How do you come up with that? Oh, the name actually, I didn't come up with it. My friend, see, there's a lot of friends involved. <laughs> uh, my friend, um, Cats. Uh, I met her at a yoga retreat. And uh, we coincided in another yoga event. And I asked my friend that was organizing the event if I could make chai for the people. She said yes. And so my friend, um, Katz, she posted me on her story of me just serving chai. And she just put as a, as a text, she just put magic chai. Y dije, oh, I like that. Like, that sounds good. I didn't think much about it like that. It was going to become the brand, but I was like, that sounds good. I, th I think I'm going to call it that. Uh, and when I was going to start selling it in the containers, I remember I just bought a container and I was going to, I'm just going to write it by hand, like magic chai, uh, para que se vea artesanal. <laughs> but I had horrible handwriting. So <laughs> dije, oh man, this is, does not look good. I'm going to have to like do a process to make it look nice. And that's when I went more into the design, into the color. And that's how, like, the name really started to become a brand. Oh, okay. And then from, you know, selling it to a couple of friends, um, when did you make the decision to kind of, like, go a little bit bigger, you know, now with, uh, you know, trying to open, a, you know, a, a, a space where, mm -hmm. you know, people can come drink chai and be creative or you know focus and you know how did you make that that decision or why did you make that decision so um the first batch got sold out in unless i i made uh available 48 and it got sold out in 16 hours and so people my um mostly friends they were they were like hey like when's the next batch coming out and that's when i went through that process of like polishing it and finding that one that i cry with And that was the second batch. So the second batch, I released Magic Chai Batch 2. And I also, in that time, I developed uh, Golden Chai, which is more for, like, relaxing uh, and more for the evening. And so as, as when I posted that, I started to get a bunch of new orders. And I realized that, like, I, I can't do this comfortably here in my apartment, in the kitchen. And... Uh, And so I started to look for spaces like where can I like do this more formal and like make a business out of it. Uh, and I saw, and I found this space by by Walmart uh, where 
FLXs at Plaza. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this is a good space. It's not too big, <clears throat> but it's not too small. <clears throat> like I can, I can produce it here, but I can also have like a little ambiance where people are sitting down and, and drinking it in person too. And so that's when I started to, to visualize the space like, okay, what, what would I like this space to be to kind of complement the, beverage, the beverages that I'm going to have there? And at the same time, I was developing different types of chai because I knew that I, I wasn't going to sell coffee. Uh, nothing wrong with coffee for the people that love it, but mm. for the people that, like me, that are too sensitive, dije, no, I want to give an option for people that don't drink coffee because there's already a lot of options, a lot of coffee shops. And so I started to make other beverages with different intentions, more... Um, so it wouldn't just be like chai. Uh, like I did one with lavender that's called night chai. Uh, and that's a whole concept in its own. Like the ambiance is going to literally change when that's available. And that's only going to be available mm-hmm. at a certain time at night because it's night chai. Um, like I'm going to use smart lights that are going to like shift the lighting uh, to kind of mark like, oh, it's time for night chai and make it more intentional like with with because the the ambiance can have effect on your mind like going back to the mind like if there's red lights it can make you more intense if there's like warmer lights you could be more relaxed so i wanted to play with the the lighting with the music with the sounds um so i made different different chais and and then i thought well well who's this space for and me being someone that's always at Starbucks, like working and and some and having meetings there with friends, uh, there were some things that I learned there that I said I don't like this about this space. So how can I improve that? Mm. And so that's when I started to like think about like the the layout. It's not big, but uh, el poquito espacio. Like I really want to make the best use of it, and so I want people to. It, to be able to sit there comfortably, to work, to study, to to talk, uh, to collaborate. So that's why I said in the video, like, this is a space for people that love to learn, create, and collaborate. Perdón. Y, um, and so the, the ambiance, the intention is to encourage uh, curiosity, collaboration, and mindfulness. And... Um, that's how it started to take shape. Um, you know, obviously, you, you've kind of been, in, in a way, an entrepreneur for a while. Um, but this kind of threw you off for a loop where, you know, um, permits, mm. uh, especially being a place, you know, where you might serve food and drinks. There's more, you know, little details that you have to take care of. Yeah. Um, tell us a, bit, a little bit about your experience, you know trying to get this open and where you're at right now yeah. and you know the reason why you're asking for for the community support yes. when it comes to this so um i saved up money to to when i found this space i, sa- I saved up money i gave a deposit i started to ask around like oh because it's a blank space like there's nothing in it so we had to build we have to build everything from scratch and so um I hired an architect. I remember I asked this guy, like, oh, how much is it going to cost for, like, this type of plumbing? And he's like, oh, about uh, $1,500. And, and so I started to calculate more or less how much it was going to cost. And I said, okay, I have enough saved 
to kind of like get the ball rolling and then like uh the rest um i was gonna apply for loans and grants and, and see because in my mind it wasn't that much <laughs> but as i started to get like the permits get uh hiring the architect to do the the plans going back and forth with the health department um and when i was ready to build he the architect is like oh you got to get a permit from the city to like build the kitchen and i was like really como dije bueno pues let's, let's do it you know i want to do this the right way yeah um and so i we submit the permit they said it was going to be about three weeks uh and then it ended up being 10 weeks oh. and so in those 10 weeks i was paying rent um and what i thought the construction was gonna be certain amount it ended up being uh three times more than oh. uh and then the permit for to construct i thought it was going to be between 500 and a thousand and it ended up being four thousand and so the money that i had saved that i thought was going to be enough to get it going with the time passing paying the rent and all these things it just ended up not being enough and i ran out of funds (laughs) (laughs) and so i was just thinking like and i was like low-key talking to some friends like hey you got <laughs> you got fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> and uh like people with money but i i don't think they they it was kind of hard because being in the times that we're at right now just like lending someone money in a business that hasn't shown any f- results in the market that there's no other chai place mm-hmm. like no one has a specific chai like some people have even asked me like well, have you asked yourself why there isn't one? Like, maybe it's because it doesn't, it's not going to work. It yeah. doesn't work. But no, I, I, I truly believe it, it It will work. I think it's just something that's barely gaining popularity. And uh, I think we're becoming, especially after the pandemic, we've become more health conscious. Mm. And this is definitely is going in that direction. We're all going in that direction. And this is um, a new beginning with this type of space that I think with time are going to start there's going to start being more and more of those kind of spaces yeah especially, yeah i think um the pandemic really opened everybody's eyes in terms of you know keep uh staying healthy so you can fight off you know whatever variant yeah. of whatever disease comes up in yeah. the next 10 20 years you know like you know we got for like for me you know i was uh when the pandemic started i was you know a little bit more overweight than i am now um so i started fasting i lost like 30 pounds in that in that period when i was home um in lockdown mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah you know you know even before the pandemic i kind of the good thing was that i kind of started you know taking my health a little bit serious mm-hmm. especially as hispanics we you know we have a lot of bad habits yeah. like not like not writing down recipes <laughs> um <laughs> Um, not going to the doctor as much as we mm. should. Um, not eating as healthy, um, and and I feel that for me it was before a little bit before the pandemic that I started. You know, you know I'm need to go to the doctor a year, at least uh, for a yearly checkup. Mm. So, but even like I said during the pandemic, I started you know taking a little bit more serious than, yeah. than before. Um, and yeah, it's true. You know, we we're going a lot of people are going towards that healthier lifestyles, and and you know, chai is. And and especially because you want to serve food, you know, at, at this 
new uh, space that you want to open? Yeah, we are going to offer um, a few dishes that are uh, some are Ayurvedic inspired, like the kichari that you had, uh, and it's it's going to be limited, but definitely we are going to have some food. But going back to like the health, como not just like the general trend, but more specifically here in Calexico, what kind of healthy options we have when we want to eat or drink something mm. como we're very limited we have like to-go salads um we have six jack-in-the-box <laughs> <laughs> which is the most for the people that don't know we have the most jack-in-the-box per capita in the united states <laughs> also we have a population of 40 and and uh six jack-in-the-boxes and so for me again it goes back to like me observing our community and being like well Sometimes I don't want to have fast food, like, and even like uh, Subway, like it's not, it can't be the healthiest sometimes. No. I mean, it's, I don't even think it's that, I don't think their bread is bread, you know, mm. for a while they, they had to like change their recipe because something was in it that wasn't, you know, wasn't officially yeah. bread enough to be called <laughs> bread. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Yeah. There was some kind of chemical or something that, mm. that kind of... Uh, I'll balance the ingredients to not be actually called bread or something. Mm, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's <true>. good, though. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been there in a while, but yeah. I don't think it was... Because the last couple of times that I was there, it wasn't as fresh as they, oh. they, they say they mm. eat fresh. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, yeah. The, you know, today, before we started recording, we had a you know a little meal. Um, chichari, it's called? Kichari. Kichari. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And, you know... Like I mentioned to you when we were eating, it's a, um, it's a good way to get full, but um, not feel heavy mm-hmm. because it's a lot of like, um, you know, the um, zucchini and avocado and, you know, the other ingredients that, you know, are, they make you feel full, but they're not, you don't feel like bloated or, or you know, uh-huh. it's, it's, you don't feel heavy. Uh huh. Um, it, just to clarify, porque no dijiste zucchini y aguacate, no quiero que la gente piense oh, que no, era no, it, it had um, quinoa and red beans, red lentils, red lentils, red lentils, uh, basmati, white rice, and these all these are really easy to digest. They're um, you got your carbs, slow digesting carbs. You got your protein. You got your healthy fats, and you have the spices in there like ginger, turmeric, cardamom um to help with the digestion mm. yeah and, and yeah like i said it was really good um I, I, the first time i tried you know that type of dish and i really really enjoyed it mm. um so I, I mean i'm I'm assuming that's something that you would want to offer and yeah uh, so because it seems like it's you know if you prep it it's easy to kind of serve yeah um and it's you know fast a fast way to you know get a meal going to mm-hmm. for somebody to you know, that's coming in maybe for lunch or something. Yeah. Um, tell us about the GoFundMe. Um, and I have my my, my card here. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about, you know, this and the GoFundMe and, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what the plan is for, for that, you know. So, yeah, since it, it, it took um, going back to, like, my savings and getting the space and, and, and everything just costing more than I anticipated uh i i was kind of like left with no option because i was applying for loans i was applying for grants 
but they they hadn't gone through and I was just paying rent and then one one day I told uh, my girlfriend well if 1,000 people donate $20 like I'll, that's all I need <laughs> and and then I thought about friends like he would donate 20 he would donate 20 so I dije maybe if I reach out to the community like they might want to pitch in because this is something that I'm trying to do for the community too of course it's a business but I consciously decided to open it here in Calexico, even though a lot of people were like, don't open in Calexico, like, like it's really difficult there or they're going to give you a hard time or they they were just trying to help me and saying like, te ver mejor en otra ciudad, yeah. from experience, not from opinion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I understand that, I know that, I've seen so many businesses come and go, but um, but it's because of that that I want to open it here. Uh, I think that a phrase that we that I hear a lot, I'm sure you hear it too, Calexico has potential. <laughs> and so I feel that we genuinely have this uh, intrinsic feeling that Calexico can be more than 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 we than we are mm-hmm. right now. Um, we have potential. And so it's not about making up some huge change. I think if we all just put in our our own uh, way of contributing, like we will reach that potential, but we all have to kind of pitch in. And so that's my way of contributing and giving back to the to this whole concept of potential, like by creating this space for people that love to learn, create and collaborate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, going back to, you know, people telling you not to do it here because, you know, even like um, permits and stuff. Um, that you need to open a business. You know, Calexico has one of the highest rates to like yeah. than you know other cities in, in in the valley. So yeah, I mean, like if I was gonna open one, you know, that would be a, a big a huge factor of me deciding where to open it. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm glad you're doing it here um, because yeah, I think a lot of us um, do notice you know the the need, but because it's more convenient to us, we would rather take our our business or or idea somewhere else because yeah. it makes it harder for for us to do it here but you know yeah i mean like i i, I you know i'm like i said i'm glad because yeah you know we need we need something where people can uh eat healthier have a space to uh, especially like for me like i think it would be a good place for me to to collaborate with other people mm-hmm. here in the valley yeah. um like right now I, I use a lot of instagram to find mm-hmm. um you know, creative people that I can yeah. have on the podcast and talk to to them. So that would probably be a good place to meet other mm-hmm. creatives to, yeah. um, to you know, uh, collaborate and in, in, in projects and stuff like, like that. But, but yeah, um, um, you know, what's the w- right now? Where is the, where are you at when it comes to reaching your goal? So equivalently, I have about two hundred people out of the thousand. Um, so. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> uh, it's it, I mean, I did reach out as much as I could so far. Um, I don't know if some people it wasn't clear, but yeah, if you're listening that uh, you can go to the GoFundMe and donate. Anything is, is obviously um, I'm um, grateful for any support. The, the goal, I said 1,000 people, $20 just to make it clear. Uh, but yeah, like any any amount is completely welcome. Uh, I have the GoFundMe, I have the Venmo, 
And for every, I do have something though, like for every $20, I give them this card that, that you received for your donation. And so once we open, you can bring that card uh, and exchange it for a, a beverage. And that's my way of like showing gratitude for you helping out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, and last time we met, you know, I contributed my, my $20, which I was really glad to do and be part of. Um, um, so anything else that, you know, we're almost at an hour um, here. Um, anything else that I haven't touched upon or, or talked about that you would like to, you know, have the listeners know or, or hear? <laughs> mm. Well... No sé por qué me fue, I went blank. Es que I think we pretty much covered it all. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for uh, giving me the space to like talk to the community. Like I said in the beginning, I was, I've been wanting to be here for a while. So uh, I'm grateful to be here now and to be able to talk to the community about chai and, and a little bit about my history. But um, yeah, if, if you're a person that, truly believes that we need a space for people that love to learn, create, and collaborate. Um, well, that's what I'm trying to do. If you want to support that, uh, please support through GoFundMe, through Venmo, or just by sharing to, to reach other people. Mm. And yeah, and, and you, you now have a, a, an Instagram for, for Magic, Magic Chai. Chai? Yes. And that's mainly where you're putting all the, the content for, yes. for Magic Chai. And where the the video that where you announce, you know, your um, kind of like uh, the campaign for 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 Magic Chai. Um, so and I'll put a link to, you know, all your uh, social media. Mm -hmm. That way people can can reach out um, through there as well. But, um, yeah, thank you. You know, thank you for for the meal today. It was delicious. Um, the chai, like always, you know, this is my second time last week. You know, we we, we had some chai and yeah. it was a, my first time drinking chai and I really enjoyed it as well. Um, and you know, it's sometimes like, like when people ask me or they tell me that they've been waiting to be on the podcast, <clears throat> sometimes I feel like it's not that I don't want to, but sometimes I feel like it's, it's just the universe waiting for that right moment mm -hmm. to happen because sometimes, you know, I'll get busy with, um, with pod, when it's uh campaign season, yeah. you know, that takes a long, a long time of, of my you know my podcasting you know episodes um and then i kind of try to catch up with the ones that were already waiting mm -hmm. and you know at the end of the day like like this you know the um you know uh, it was a great opportunity for us to get together and and um promote magic chai and and your project so yeah i think sometimes it's just you know the universe telling us to to wait a little bit for <laughs> for things to happen yeah. but but uh, yeah like i said i'm really glad to to come you know have you on and, and help you promote and like i said you you've helped other businesses in the past help them promote their businesses so you know it was a good time for me to help you out thank you so um yeah well thank you again for everything you know um it, it, it's it's been a weird because of the earthquake <laughs> yeah. stuff. like what the yeah. heck but um yeah you know we're, we're at an hour and sometimes you know i try to keep them short so mm. people can you know listen through the whole to the whole thing it's not yeah. i was listening to um Bobby Lee, you know Bobby Lee, the guy yeah. from Matt TV. He had um, this other comedian called Ronnie Chang, um, and he's from 
He's from, I think he's from Australia, but he lives in New York. Just and because you're, you're stuck in traffic for, for three hours, no, uh, no. does it mean that, you know, everybody wants to listen to three hours of podcasts? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I try to, especially if we're here in the Valley, like, say you commute to Brawley or mm. a Central, I think That's 45 true. minutes, it's a good, it's a good mm. um, time for you to listen on, on a round trip, listen yeah. to a, a complete episode. So, you know, I try to not to go over an hour or so. I think we, we kind of hit that mark yeah. by now, so, so. O haciendo fila. También, yeah. Three hours. The last time I did, like, three hours, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe the Mexicali people should have a three-hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Angel. Well, nothing but luck on, on your project. Thank and, you. And, um, you know, thank you again. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening or watching, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.